What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. I'm Justin Martindale, and it is so good to be back with you. Um, I feel like I haven't been here in two weeks because I haven't been here in two weeks. John, how are you, buddy? I'm great. We missed you. Good? You had a good trip? Yeah, we missed you. I know. You know why? Here, I'm going to give you guys a little tea right off the bat. We had Jody Sweeten on two weeks ago, and we actually extended our interview because I had jury duty. And at the time, I was going through the process of possibly being selected for jury duty. And here I'm. I went in going, there's not a chance in hell. There was 43 potential jurors for this trial. I was the last one, 43. And we did two days of like going through and being like, you know, my name's so-and-so and this is what I do. It got to me and I was like, I'm Justin Martindale. And from the great state of California, I'm juror 43. And who gets picked? I got picked, but I didn't get picked because of my good cheekbones or highlighted hair. Oh, no. I was a third alternate, which made it even more worse. I It felt like a punch in the gut because I was just like, God, I'm not even on the like jury. I'm alternate three in case, you know, three people don't show up. And this trial was the trial of the century, not Johnny Depp or Amber Heard. This this trial involved a hot topic. It involved, I mean, it was it was juicy, it was steamy, it involved scrap metal. You heard me. Scrap metal. And it lasted for two Weeks, 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 weeks. Yes, it was the most exhausting thing. And I've never done jury duty. And all my friends are just like, oh, yeah, you got to say it's just like I'm a crazy person. And they let you out and like, you know, cops are terrible and they'll let you out or whatever. No, I wanted to like stick through it, get the process, hopefully be dismissed. But after we were all picked, the little gay fairy boy next to me, and I say that because he was very like you know, light, skinny, twink, just curly hair, just very soft, a soft child of the earth. He like, and I say fairy, like the mythological creature, like he looked like a woodland sprite. He was alternate number two. Next day, doesn't show up. Why? Because he has COVID, wink, wink, wink. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. We're supposed to stick together. Right after Pride? This is what you're doing to me? So that was the first one. So now I have to hold court still. And then we're about two days left of the trial. We're all hanging on. We're bored. I'm writing things in my notebook that I told the clerk to burn after the, the verdict today. I was like, just don't open that. I, I, I was I was practicing my signature. I was, I was writing down groceries and jokes for... For my set, I tuned out so many times. Some people were just questioning their reality. I would have rather been in the upside down with Vecna than go to downtown LA ever again. I'm never going down to downtown ever again, ever. 
I'm done. Why? It's up and coming. No, it's not. <laughs> Downtown's not going to happen. They keep trying to make like outside gardens and like fountains that you don't pee in, but it's not happening. It got to the point where I started going to jury duty and the you, the metal detector security guards were like, you're still here? And I'm like, yes, I'm still here. Two days left of the trial, alternate one bails out. Why? Because he has COVID. <laughs> Allegedly. And these two gays, that the alternates were all gay boys. And I'm like, you son of a bitch, alternate one. We were sticking together. And then... Two, three days later, juror number six bails out because he's like an Amazon worker and has to get ready for Prime Day, which, by the way, Prime Day started today, goes till tomorrow. Get your stuff on Amazon Prime. Great deals. So I have officially moved up to juror number 12. And we deliberated today and we came up with a verdict. I got my certificate saying I, I, was, I did my civic duty. We all group hugged. It was like graduation. I heard vitamin C playing in the background. It was like, has it gone? Being so dead. Oh, it was it was a moment. And I I got in my car, I flipped off the court and <laughs> was like, I'll see you in hell. It was awful. However, it wasn't as bad as me coming home to the screaming. Meth head who lives above me. Oh, yes, he's back. Uh, just the, the pandemic changed everybody. So I got to go home to this mess, just screaming, yelling, talking about how hot he is, how nobody in the building is as hot as him, yelling out racial slurs to the workers at the sushi restaurant behind us, banging around, all the neighbors texting me like, what do we do? What do we do? And I'm like, I, I am officially done. I'm like, that's your problem. You guys deal with this. I have jury duty in the morning. <laughs> so, yes, it's been a long, long two weeks. I'd post a picture of me and everyone's like, where are you? Are you OK? And I'm like, yeah, I'm hanging in there, guys. Um, but the good news is I did have a good um, Weekend, I went with my friend Kara and her boyfriend Mike on their boat in Marina Del Rey, cruised around, had a nice little disco afternoon on a boat. Then the following day, went out with Heather McDonald and uh, uh, her husband Peter and her sister Shannon and her delightful niece Haley. And we were like in Newport. There were dolphins. I had this Enya moment. Oh, I, I, oh. It was gorgeous. It was a great soul recharge. So anyways, I'm glad to be back with you. Jury duty is officially over. Meow, 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 meow. Summer can finally start. Oh, but yes, over the break, I did finish Stranger Things. Did you watch it? I just made it through a good portion of the last episode. Two and a half hours. I don't know what they think. Did it's they a think... six hour long last episode. Yeah. Did they think our attention spans grew over the pandemic? Yeah. It was It was, It was. was a long one. Uh, Evan and I watched it. Like We got home uh, I think Sunday that evening at like 8 or something and we were like, let's make dinner, watch the last episode of Stranger Things and we were like, it's midnight. Like It was but I loved it. I love that they wrapped everything up. They've kind of answered a whole bunch of things. But it made me start thinking about alternate one and alternate two. 
because I feel like as an alternate, as a, I identify as an alternate, I kind of felt like an 11, you know, like we don't have names. We're just numbers. I was alternate three, alternate one and alternate two. They pushed out, got COVID, never showed up. And everyone's like, you should have just said that. I'm like, if I had said that, this whole case would have been scrapped again for another four years or wherever, how long they've been waiting to do this. So I was like, I can't have that on my conscience. And then um, I started thinking about Stranger Things and uh, Will's sexuality, because that was kind of addressed this season. Because of his haircut? Well, the haircut, but also that he's might be gay. Oh, I must have. Yeah, I must have missed. There were a lot of plot lines this season that I what? think I, I glossed was, over. I thought it was all explained. I still couldn't tell you why there are people in Russia at all. Why Russia's involved in this. Because that portal opened. Oh, I, sh- it, I should preface this with I've only seen half of season one and then I watched season four. You have to continue. That's how shows work. You have to continue to watch them. I feel like I kept. Yeah, you're I, like, I, I don't up. understand. You're like, you have to. There's a there's a it's a sequence. There's a timeline and it. In season three, there is a there's a bust in the time continuum that puts uh, a character in Russia because they are trying to test out what the upside down is as well. Okay, Russia aside, I felt like I understood everything else that was going on. So I feel like it could have been like maybe an hour long episode if you took out Russia. Well, well, and it was Soviet Union. It's not Russia. Soviet Union. Oh, excuse me. Burski, Burski. Um, oh yeah, it was the seven eighties. Uh, what? It takes place in the eighties. I forgot. It does take place in the eighties. So Soviet Union. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you learn things here on Just Saying. Uh, so there's a moment where Will is in the car with uh, who's the other kid? Mike Wolfson. Yeah, and they're like trying to find Eleven or whatever. And, and there's this moment where they're like, "You never hang out with me." It's kind of implied that he's gay. And of course, has a bowl, a full bowl cut, yeah, full on. Winona Ryder put a bowl on his head and just went to work. But you're kind of like, oh, Will's like a closeted teenager. He's dealing through it, and I was like, of course he is, because without him, none of this shit would have happened. I think it's, it's always the up. gay kid. It's always the gay kid who's questioning. That's like, you know, like. He touches the back of his neck because he feels like a weird, eerie breeze. And he's like, hello. Like, it's that kind. Like, of course, Vecna went after the little gay kid, the questioning gay kid. Because it's all you know, like a straight kid's not going to be like, who's there in the shadows? No, that's something that a, a, a straight kid never says. It's always a gay kid who's gone to theater camp. I would have been that kid. I would have been like. You guys, listen up. I'm serious. <laughs> we all have to band together. <laughs> There's another world, and creatures are there. Bats with human faces. You guys think I'm crazy. I'm not. That would have been me, and that's what Will was. So as alternate three, I identify as a Will. Or but as, I loved it. As the conservatives are going to teach their kids, when you go to the upside down, you come back gay. Yeah, does he come? Yeah. That's fuck, a good. How fucked up is that? Yeah. He goes in the upside down. He has to come out of the upside down. Yeah. But I thought it was really good. I thought I thought the whole um, everybody who's been talking about it all have the same uh, uh, opinions about it. It's very well executed. Very fun. A little long. I mean, 
Kate Bush. My God. I, I If I never hear the song again, it's too soon. That was me in jury duty. I, I really wish that I just like my eyes went white and I just suspended above the fucking judge. And I'm like, yeah, that and, and like then like, and then all my joints fucking break and then I can get excused from jury duty but, and life. But now that I've seen Stranger Things, which was after uh, Kate Bush made it to number one again. I'm like, how can you watch Stranger Things and think, I need to now play that song again? That song was on every 10 seconds. Oh, and they mentioned her name throughout the whole thing. She, and did you know, I think we talked about this. She made $2.5 million off of this. She's like charting again. But also Metallica. Metallica's back. They never really went anywhere. But Metallica, they play, uh, um, they play their song, Master uh, Master of Puppets. And uh, the the actor who plays that song, I mean, it's it, and it's such a great scene. He's just in the upside down, which looks like hell, and these bats are just swarming around him, and he's just rocking out. But Metallica, that song, Master of Puppets, has has charted as well, and a lot of people went after Metallica, saying like, "Oh, how lame! You sold out. You know, you you put your music in Stranger Things." And Metallica was like, "Hey, um, shut up." Because uh, people who don't know Metallica are now being, you know, introduced to Metallica or reintroduced to Metallica and metal music, which I'm like, yeah. So it was really, really fun. I'm very excited about the final season, which is coming out. Uh, Season five, I guess. Yeah, season five. And the Duffer Brothers have said that season five will be a lot shorter than this season. God, I mean, it can't get longer. Uh, I mean, it can. They were they were longer than than Marvel movies. This last episode, Thor is only two hours. Yeah, but I feel like this season was a good like tie it all together. You know, there's a lot of unanswered questions. Like, oh, I want to like say, but I can't because you haven't seen it, and some of the listeners might haven't either. But it was such a great season. I was I was really here for it. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, the Emmys have come out today as well. And a snub, which I got a little hurt from, was Sadie Sink. Sadie Sink, who plays Max, oh, got, was, was, got snubbed for an Emmy. Was Stranger Things even eligible? Did they just make the cutoff? Yeah, I think they had to. Yeah, I think they just made the cutoff. Uh-huh. I think so. But yeah, everyone was, she'll be nominated next year. I'm sure they'll like redo it. But yeah, so I thought all the performances were amazing. Um, and we'll get into the Emmys here in a little bit. But first, I want to say I have another promo. You guys, July is here, um, and Cozy Earth has given me a promo code to give you guys now. If you don't are not familiar with Cozy Earth, it is one of Oprah's favorite things. So, of course, it's going to be one of mine. Um, I'm actually wearing, hold on, the pants! Oh, uh, They are bamboo, breathable, um, just the most fantastic fabric ever. They're temperature uh, adjusting, so if it's hot, they cool you down, vice versa. I've got the sheets. I have the pillows. I just got the bath bath sheets. It is so comfortable. I have the comforter as well, and everybody who's ordered Cozy Earth 
from me uh, has hit me up personally and been like, oh my God, thank you so much. This is the best thing ever. So get on the Cozy Earth train now. Go to their website. Check out their inventory. Get whatever you want. And you now can get 40% off your final order using promo code 4040JUSTIN, J-U-S-T-I-N. That's 40, J-U-S-T-I-N. You are welcome. It is a steal. And you will thank me later because it is luxury. And you deserve comfort in this hellfire, hellfire club of a world we live in today. But let's get into the Emmys. The Emmy nominations came out this morning while I was in jury duty, not supposed to be on my phone. I was like, I have to tell the people about pop culture, your honor. And he said, I object. But uh, we've got some great categories. Uh, I feel like we've all had to be like. We've all watched these shows because, you know, we've been quarantined forever. But uh, Outstanding Drama Series, Better Call Saul, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, Stranger Things, Succession, and Yellow Jackets. I mean, all great shows. Outstanding Comedy Series, Abbott Elementary, Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Hacks, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, What We Do in the Shadows. Really proud of What We Do in the Shadows. I think they've been nominated before, but there. if you have not seen What We Do in the Shadows, it's on FX, it's on Hulu next day. It is so funny. Based on the movie, which is a mockumentary about these vampires that live in a house together, very a la real world. It is so good. If you have not seen it and you're looking for something funny to watch, give it a go. You'll thank me later. I'm, I'm, I love this show, and I think the new season comes out this week, actually. Um, Who do you think's taking it from this list? What is it? Who do you think is taking the win from this list? Uh, outstanding Comedy? Ooh, I'm going to say Hacks. Yeah, I think this is going to be uh, Only Murders in the Building. I think they're getting it this year. Selena Gomez did not get nominated. She got she nominated should, she should for not. producer. Yeah, she's not great in it. But Abbott Elementary is a first-time... Yeah, uh, nominee. So I like it because this is going to be a very competitive Emmys uh, this year. Outstanding lead actress in a comedy series. We got Rachel Brosnahan, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Quinta Bronson, first time nominee, Abbott Elementary, Kaylee Quackwap from uh, The Flight Attendant, Elle Fanning, The Great Issa Rae from Insecure, and Jean Smart Hacks. She got it last year, so I don't know. Maybe she could get it again. Outstanding lead actor in a comedy series, Donald Glover, Atlanta, Bill Hader, Barry, Nicholas Holt, The Great, Steve Martin, Only Murders in the Building, as well as Martin Short from the same show, and Jason Sudeikis and Ted Lasso. Um, outstanding competition program. We have The Amazing Race, Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls, Nailed It, RuPaul's Drag Race, Top Chef, and The Voice. RuPaul's Drag Race has been killing it. They've been getting it every year. So, I feel like this has been the same nom nominees list for the last three years. Am I crazy? What, RuPaul? No, all of them. That These are all repeats from the last three years. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know The Amazing Race was still on television. Yeah. It, it's crazy that there's just no... that All these streaming services are getting these high high-paid actors and they have to get nominated like these are the shows that are winning you these smaller shows on like nbc where you have the, a lot of no-name talent it's very rare now yeah yeah and is the mass singer competition program no it's just embarrassing it's embarrassing i don't think it's it, it's competition but the people on that you don't win anything you yeah know? you're just like oh look it's it's some youtuber you win great. security 
Outstanding limited or anthology series, we've got Dope Sick, which was fantastic. The Dropout, Inventing Anna! Oh, she did it, Joe. Pam and Tommy and White Lotus. Ooh, that's a good category. Outstanding lead actor in a limited anthology series or movie, Colin Firth for The Staircase, Andrew Garfield, Under the Banner of Heaven, Oscar Isaac, Scenes from a Marriage, Michael Keaton, Dope Sick, Hamish Patel, Station Eleven, Sebastian Stan, Pam and Tommy. Uh, outstanding lead actress, we've got Tony Collette from The Staircase, which if she do, if she wins, if she does not come up with an owl attached to her head, I'm out. Julia Garner, Inventing Anna. How does it feel, Anna, to be nominated for an Emmy? I mean, it's very basic. I don't even want an Emmy. I feel like, if anything, the Emmys want me. But I'm not going to go. I can't even go. I'm in prison still. I don't even have anything to wear. I... I can't show up on a red carpet wearing an orange jumpsuit. Oh, gross. How could you even? Okay. <laughs> Lily James and Pam and Tommy, Sarah Paulson, American Crime Story Impeachment, Margaret Qualley made Amanda Seyfried the dropout. And then here we have dramas. I'll just go real quick on these. Lead actress in a drama series, Jodie Connor Killing Eve. I'm sorry. Jodie Comer or Comer. Uh, Killing Eve, Laura Linney, Ozark, Melanie Lindsay, Yellow Jacket, Sandra O. Oh, Killing Eve, Reese Witherspoon, The Morning Show, Zendaya, Euphoria, lead actor in a drama series, Jason Bateman, Ozark, Brian Cox, Succession, Lee Jung Jae, Squid Game, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Adam Scott, Severance, ooh, I bet he's gonna get that one, Jeremy Strong, Succession, Actress in a drama, Patricia Arquette, Severance, Julia Garner, Ozark, Jung Ho Young, uh, Squid Game, I hope I said that right, Christina Ricci, Yellow Jackets, uh, Rhea Seahorn, Better Call Saul, Jay Smith, Cameron, Succession, Sarah Snook, Succession, Sydney Sweeney, Euphoria. Ooh, so Sydney Sweeney has been nominated for White Lotus and Euphoria. That's a lot. Big year. That could be pretty badass if she wins both. So supporting actress... Uh, sorry, supporting actor drama series. Let's see if there's anybody that we... Uh, Squid Game, supporting actress in a comedy series. We've got Alex Borstein for Marvelous Miss Maisel. Hannah Einbinder, Hacks, way to go, Hannah. Janelle James, Abbott Elementary, Kate McKinnon, SNL, Sarah Niles, Ted Lasso, Shirley Ralph, uh, Abbott Elementary, Juno Temple, Ted Lasso, Hannah Waddingham, Ted Lasso. Whew, this is a lot. Uh, supporting actor in a comedy series. Uh, everyone from Ted Lasso. Uh, and Bowen Yang from SNL, uh, Anthony Kerrigan, Barry, who else? Let's go down to, uh, drama and comedy. Is that, did we already do that? Or was that the we, top? We did that. We did that already? We did that already. Jury duty. Jury duty. Took it out of me. I don't know what's what. I got jury duty brain. So yes, there were, uh, this is going to be a, uh, fantastic Emmys. Uh, let's see. We've got... Variety Talk Series, Late Show with Colbert, Late Night with Seth Meyers, which is finally nominated last week with John Oliver, Jimmy Kimmel. Anybody, anybody exciting? No. Yeah. That's it. I think we did it. This is going to be a great Emmy, Emmy, Emmy series. I'm excited. Emmy series, Emmy show. Um, and they'll be on sometime you know today but it's funny because i checked my twitter um and everyone was pissed about something and according to vanity fair some of the biggest snubs i love a good snub because everyone's like how dare you uh this is us was snubbed because it was its final season they were like oh we thought that was gonna i did you ever watch this is us no 
No. I'd rather get my prostate checked by Edward Scissorhands. Like, I would never, I, there's nothing that would, everyone's like, oh, you just watch it and cry. I'm like, so every day, that's what I do. Get online and just cry. Um, the great Elf, the greats Elf Fanning and Nicholas Holt were nominated um, for uh, The Great on Hulu. Snub Sarah Goldberg for Barry. Uh, another snub was Rothaniel, um, which was um, Gerard Carmichael's uh, special. Um, Abbott Elementary is a huge surprise because we got acting noms for uh, the star creator Quinta Brunswan. Um, and supporting cast members, Janelle James, Tyler James Williams, and Cheryl Lee Ralph. Um, Blackish was snubbed. Uh, Seth Myers was a surprise. Uh, the snu- Selena Gomez was snubbed for Only Murders in the Building. Surprise was Christopher Walken's Severance. If you have not watched Severance, do yourself a favor, watch Severance. It's so good. What a great show. I really hope that one kind of... Hits it because that was such a sleeper hit. I thought I didn't. I don't think that many people talked about it as much as they should have. But Severance was really good. Atlanta was snubbed. Um, uh, let's see, and then you know, actors from oh Yellowstone was snubbed apparently. Okay, and Inventing Anna was the big surprise. I mean, yeah. When they say snubbed, they have to take into account that like. This Is Us is in their last season. Most shows that are four or five seasons in are terrible at that point. Yeah. So it's understandable. Well, and you get to that point where you're like, okay, we get it. Like, you've won- like I f- you know what I mean? It's like, I get, like, I, I love this show, and I want, like, the people and the crew and everything to to win. But when it gets to the point where they, like, win every year, you're like, okay, we get it. But... Congratulations to all the nominees. Uh, hopefully one day I will be in a category somewhere up there. Um, best alternate three. That will be me because I let them have it. Um, but speaking of actors and actresses, here's a snub. Brad Pitt says he suffers from facial blindness. Is there no God? <laughs> <laughs> Now, as someone who has met Brad Pitt as part of the Pitt crew, <laughs> I had no idea what this was, but I started reading it and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe so. So he did this interview, Brad Pitt, with GQ that he suffers from facial blindness, also known as, oh, God, here we go, prosopagnosia, prosopagnosia, causing him to struggle to remember people's faces. I have that. <laughs> I just, I just WebMD'd my own condition. Um, he has not been officially diagnosed, but he says he has it. <laughs> Brad, you're not alone. Nobody believes me, he said. I want to meet another person with it. Brad, we've met already. Come. Come back. Um, he wants to remember people he meets and fears he struggles has given people the impression he's aloof. Prospegnosia is a neurological disorder that can cause people to have difficulty recognizing even family members or friends, according to the National Institute of Health. Um, They have to figure out strategies to recognize people, such as focusing on their voice. Some research shows it can affect as many as 1 in 50 people to some degree. He spoke about suffering from this condition in 2013, telling Esquire it's why he stays home so much. 
Interesting. I call bullshit. I call bullshit too, but it's Brad Pitt. But he had nine years to get diagnosed. You know what? Brad Pitt has been a superstar since the 80s. Here's the thing. When you reach that level of celebrity, like a Brad Pitt or an Angelina Jolie or like a, a, a I mean, Madonna, no. Um, but sure. I feel like when you when you reach that level of stardom, it's one thing to be like a reality star. It's one thing to be like, you know. Get, uh, God, I don't even I mean. Superstar. I'm going superstar like Nicole Kidman, who we're going to get into in a little bit. I can't wait. Um, you can't leave the house. Like you have to like even as Zendaya. Zendaya, like I'm sure she goes out and people are like, Wah! like people just lose their shit because you have that much force in your being. Everyone's like, holy shit, that's so insane. Like The Rock or like, you know what I mean? Like, but when I met him. He just kind of like, he had his bucket hat on. He was like, you're really funny up there, man. Really good job. I was like, thanks. And then I asked him if I can get a picture. And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. It's cool. We got a picture. But I get that because even being like a comic, you know, where it's mainly dark everywhere you go, the hallways, the rooms, the patio, the meet and greet. You know, there's times where I'm just like, who are you? And they're like, they've, Justin, we've met you like nine times. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're just not, I don't remember you. Because the lighting is, you know, dim or like, I meet a lot of people. Or then there's the people who are just like, Justin, I've DM'd you like 19 times. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't remember you because I don't, I don't follow you, but I appreciate you. But I do, I do have a problem remembering people's names. I've said it. Brad Pitt, you are not alone. You are not alone, Brad Pitt. Cumulus Etheridge's come to my window. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting because I was like, at first I was like, oh no, his face is paralyzed. And it was like, no, he just can't remember people's names. I'm like, ow, okay. That old chestnut. <laughs> have you ever done that where you like see someone, you're like, hey, you, hey, guy. <laughs> I do it so often. Like, I'm still relatively new at the club. I know the comics, but I don't know a lot of the developing. I know the paid regulars, not the developing comics. So they'll come over, and I just, I can't, I don't know everyone's name. See, and I, I kind of have the, the reputation of I can be a little, like, you know, I kind of have, like, a resting bitch face. I'm very angular in my face. So people are like, oh, Justin's pissed. And I'm like, no, my my eyes, my eyebrows are angled. Like that's, I just, I'll have a stern look like, like that's just how I look. Um, But also I don't go out of my way to like be like, hey, you know, I just don't, I'm not that person. So it's like, if I see like a group of people talking, I'm not going to be like, so what's everyone talking about? <laughs> you know, I'm like, if you want to talk to me, you can come talk to me. I'm not like, I'm not going to be like, who the fuck are you? Get away from me. But, you know, unless you're like a crazy person, like my upstairs neighbor, then I'm going to pepper spray you with bear mace that I borrowed from my lesbian neighbor from downstairs. We're going to keep things rolling with celebrity news. Army Hammers. Army Hammer. America's favorite cannibal. Reportedly spotted selling timeshares in the Cayman Islands. Has it come to this? I don't think you have a lot of options when you're accused of cannibalism. 
Yeah, I feel like cannibalism is definitely like that accusation you can't really like get out of. I also wouldn't buy a living space from a, a living cannibal. spaces. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you can't do. You can't get a living space from Army Hammer. He's like. Having trouble renting a timeshare? Well, do I have a bone to pick with you? Oh, no, Army, no! Um, so days after Army Hammer's lawyer denied claims the actor was working at a hotel in the Cayman Islands, he's reportedly reportedly been spotted selling timeshares. TMZ reports that Hammer, who is facing several accusations of sexual misconduct, including assault and fetishizing cannibalism, was spotted pitching timeshares to some potential customers at an office in the Caymans. According to the person who snapped a picture of Hammer working at the office, he outlined a plan to prospective buyer that would cost $2,020 per week. 2020. It's unclear what exactly he was pitching to them. However, since it's not even clear if it was the disgraced actor at the office. Hammer's been at the Caymans since the start of the pandemic and was situated there while the allegations against him unfold in January 2021. The 35-year-old was spotted at a resort there this past week in clothes that looked like a work uniform. The photos were taken last month and saw him wearing an outfit very similar to employees at the Moritz Resort office. So. It's since been confirmed that it's him. It has? Oh, yeah. it's him. Well, then he's working in the Cayman Islands selling timeshares. He's selling some skin couches. There was a flyer that appeared to show him welcoming people at the resort that said, your personal concierge. Well, you know what? Go for it. Um, some people said it was a prank. He is said to be with friends, people who work with the resort. The flyer is believed to have been made by those familiar with him personally. The actor has remained out of the public eye after accusations against him were shared last year. I don't know, because this to me kind of gives me like a White Lotus vibe. Like, maybe he's just in the Caymans, just doing some research. Maybe he's going to be on a new season of White Lotus. I don't know. I, I think that he's hiding. I feel like you have to hide. You you have fantasies about eating people. You, you can't be in L.A. We don't eat here. But what would you do, honestly? Like, say if you knew all of the allegations about Army Hammer, you know, his cannibal, you know, how he's into eating people and you walked in and <laughs> army hammers at the front desk and you're like shit because <laughs> he used to live down the street from me up here on uh like over here on uh on laurel the girlfriend that he was dating with he lived in like one of the uh historic apartment complexes on laurel so he would always park his truck out there and like you'd see him walking every now and then it was like whoa I mean, he looked hot. He also looked finger-looking good. <laughs> I but, don't know. I, I'm torn on the idea of thought policing. Like, he fantasized about it. At that point, I'm like, okay, people people are into weird shit. It, it, it was when, when his girlfriend started talking about him biting her. That's where I'm like, okay, we, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. It's just that level of kink that just takes it a little over the edge. Yeah. Especially when you're famous. And I mean, I can't even remember. What was the last Army Hammer movie that you remember? Facebook movie. Uh, Social Network. That was the last oh, one? Oh, no. He did, didn't he do something uh, Knives Out, maybe? Or something on a train? 
Army <laughs> Hammer. I, I swear to God, the thing, the, I, I, the last one I remember is the Social Network. Army Hammer and something on a train. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if he's like checking guests in. And he's just like, you guys got to stop by the buffet. Let me tell you, it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. And I'm just saying, I know some things. <laughs> just trust me, the buffet is killer. We've got chicken fingers, grandma's fingers, any type of finger you want, we've got it. Um. So, yeah, if you do book a stay at the Cayman Islands and Army Hammer is your concierge, hit us up, let us know. And uh, we would really, really appreciate that little knowledge, that little tidbit. So thank you. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Let me tell you, uh, if you've listened to this episode, you know that I have been emotionally and mentally drained for the past two weeks, which is why our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help. Uh, I have logged on a couple times. I've spoken to an actual um, therapist. It's very easy. It's only about like an hour out of your day. Very flexible. And also you can use their online services. If you can't schedule a FaceTime appointment or a phone call, you can actually stay connected via text message throughout the day. You'll get notifications in your inbox and you can just chat with them throughout the day uh, or through the week and schedule a time which is more convenient for you. I honestly think it's such a great way to stay connected and just talk it out. Talk it out with someone who's going to listen and give you great advice and coax you through out the craziness that is the days in your life, the days ahead, and the weeks to come. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Even if it's in the morning, be like, ah, I'm not ready yet. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. That's very true. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I remember when I signed up, it took like like maybe 30 to 45 minutes for, for me to get a notification saying I've been matched with my therapist. Um, our listeners right now get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash just. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash just. J-U-S-T. All right. Now we've gone from timeshares with Army Hammer to actual Airbnb. This was a um, a story that really kind of was exciting to me <laughs> because Airbnb has announced that they have finally put a permanent ban on parties. That's right. Parties have been banned by Airbnb. The company temporarily restricted large gatherings at its properties in 2020. Now, it says it is permanently prohibiting disruptive parties and events, including those promoted on social media, which I think is fantastic. This was a huge problem during the pandemic. I remember being uh, at my place, locked down, bored and miserable, and you would hear this <laughs> coming from the hills of Hollywood, where it was just gigantic groups of uh, TikTokers and whatnots. TikTokers and whatnots. Sounds like a band or like Coachella or something. Um, having a blast, you know, like not, not even obeying mandates, not giving a fuck 
about anybody but themselves and just trashing the places. In fact, I take a hike here uh, up on Sunset going through like Chateau Marmont in the hills that they would have notices. They'd have notifications uh, on their door of like and and they would be, be fined for actually having parties because neighbors kept calling and being like, stop it. Stop renting out our homes for these people to just throw these like COVID parties. So Airbnb has said that it was permanently banning parties at its properties worldwide. Mr. Worldwide, get out of here, Pitbull. <laughs> no more partying for you. Oh, Dolly. Nearly two years after the home sharing service issued a temporary restriction on large gatherings. The temporary ban has proved effective, the company said in a statement on Tuesday, adding that we are officially codifying this ban as our policy. The permanent ban went into effect that day. The move comes after Airbnb in 2019 prohibited open invite gatherings advertised on social media, as well as chronic party houses. Chronic party houses? Is that like a weed party? Yep. Weed parties? Chronic party houses? Hmm. That had become neighborhood nuisances. However, the 16-person occupancy limit that Airbnb adopted in the summer of 2020 when it announced a temporary ban on all parties and events is being lifted under the new policy, the company said. Customers who break the rules, yes, tell me what happens to them, could face consequences such as having their accounts suspended, being permanently banned from the platform and being branded for life as a douchebag. That last part was made up, but wouldn't that be, that would have been fun. In 2021, Airbnb said it suspended more than 6,600 customers for violating the party ban. Complaints about raucous partying at houses booked through the service have built up over the years, culminating in the temporary ban that the company applied in August, 2020. Uh, and, a lot of the houses were used to congregate in large groups while restraints and bars were closed because of pandemic restrictions. Yeah, you can't have a speakeasy Airbnb. Nope. How lame are you? But I get it. If it's got like an infinity pool and like if there's an open bar, I get it. I But yeah, all these people were getting pissed off. But all these TikTokers can finally go back home. We don't want you here. Stop partying at these unrented homes. But speaking of TikTokers, America's sweetest TikToker, Addison Ray, or as I love to call her, who? She's in the news um, because two TikTok videos, how ironic unveiled that an alleged cheating scandal involved her dad. <laughs> Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. 
In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. Yeah. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. If you want to know how unknown she is to me, I thought this was her in the photo. You thought that was who? Is that her in the white? Yes. Oh, I thought that was like the woman he was cheating with. Okay. No, Ignore that's me. her. Ignore me. I have no clue. That's her and her daddy. There are a few pictures. Well, like her here. real father. Got it. The other, the other girl, that's his daddy. Yeah. 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 So 25-year-old, by the way, she's 25. She looks 45. How old did you think she was in the picture? 40. I thought it was a, <laughs> I thought it was a for, the 40-year-old woman he's cheating with. I swear to God. That was, that was a very quick 40. Yeah, I, 40. I swear to God. She's 40. Yeah. She's 25. Her name is Renee Ash. Oh, this is the girl. 25-year-old Renee Ash has come forward to allege that Monty Lopez, sure, the 46-year-old father of TikTok star Addison Ray engaged in a five-month-long affair with her. According to Ash, she was misled by Lopez, who, let, who lied about his divorce and promised her a life and children of their own. Sick. He misled me on his marriage. He lied to me, she told Elle magazine. He told me we were going to be together and have babies together. He even introduced me to his mom. His mom? Oh. His youngest brother and I thought we had something real. He told me a story of his marriage that convinced me that they were apart and in the process of getting a divorce. In early July 2022, so like last week, <laughs> allegations arose on TikTok that Lopez had been hitting on several other women with one viral video that has since been deleted showing him groping... A young woman in a club. Stop it. Here, go back up a little bit. I want to finish this last sentence. Addison Ray's dad is trying to fuck me. I swear to God, the woman says to the camera before the video cuts to a clip of Lopez touching her, her butt. Now, this is the family. Oh. Are you telling me this little girl here is that 40-year-old in that top picture? That's the same girl. That's crazy. So this is Addison Ray. Yeah. And this is Addison Ray's brothers who, I mean, they, I mean. It is what it is. They look like, they look like, like, um, like orphans from the 1920s. Yeah. Like they look like they eat porridge in the morning and they're like, like sell newspapers on the streets and like have tuberculosis at nine. <laughs> like, hello, governor. Like they're very like, they're, they're the rough old souls. The mom's hot. Um, however, I read this today. The mother has officially changed her Instagram account. Oh man. That's the, my, that's the MySpace top eight for 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has changed her Instagram account. She is now what? Single. Ooh. She said, uh-uh, I'm single now. Uh, Here's another deleted video. There was a young woman who can be seen speaking to a man over FaceTime while the man's face can't be made out. People have alleged that the voice does seem to be like her dad. 
Uh, POV when Addison Ray's dad FaceTimes you late night. The video caption read, uh, Renee Ash, who saw the videos along with the rest of the world, said the videos left her heartbroken and confused. I am so sorry if anything I have said has hurt his family and more than he already has. I'm so also sorry that he has hurt me so deeply that I believe we were in love. In light of the TikTok videos, Ash shared screenshots of text messages, which alleged uh, between her and Lopez, along with the, uh, referring to them as a power couple. Gross. Stop it. No one says that. No one says that. Uh, Lopez revealed that he and Easterling had a weird relationship and promised a future with Ash. In mid-June, the couple came close to calling it quits over a pregnancy scare. Oh, God. With Ash feeling like she had no support from Lopez during the difficult time. Although Ash said she was deeply in love with Lopez, she said she started having doubts after he allegedly continued to refuse her pleas to go public with their relationship. As someone who just went to court. <laughs> I see both sides to the story. I'm going to object on this gross behavior. I think this is really gross on the dad's part. Because obviously, um, Addison Ray is the breadwinner. She's been like the number one star on TikTok since like the app started. She's worth millions. She's had a reality show. I don't even know on what network it was, but I saw the billboard on Sunset. It was called like Addison Goes Home. And it's like, okay, which bye. Home? Which home? I don't know. A broken one, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was right above Saddle Ranch because that's where they all hung out during COVID. So Lopez has been accused of cheating on his wife. Uh, 42-year-old Sherry Easterling and Lopez have been separated for quite some time. Sherry and the boys have been living in Louisiana. Yeah, she's from Louisiana. Um, and she's got two brothers, Enzo and Lucas. Uh, Easterling and Lopez initially divorced when Addison was young and later remarried in... Oh, and later remarried in 2017. So they divorced, then got remarried. Um... In a 2020 episode of Ray and Easterling's podcast, Jesus, they had a podcast called That Was Fun? Question mark. Ray revealed that her father wasn't a large part of her life in her early years. Um, so clearly this guy's a dirtbag. Yep. And I mean, just look at him. Go down to like, look, he has this girl bent over. This is him. He just looks, yeah. Uh, ugh. Where is she bent over? That looks like a a, a public area. Oh, that looks like Vegas. Uh, that's that, definitely Vegas. There's a golf cart in the back. Whenever there's a golf cart, you know there's no, uh, there people are up to no good. Yeah, that checks out. If there's a scooter or a a a, a, a golf cart, troubles are brewing. Um. So the wife has since taken to Instagram. She says she's doing okay. Um, but she's worried about what the allegations will have on her family, naming her, uh, namely her young sons. Yeah, okay. Or her daughter's brand. Let's just be real. Personal matters being brought public are always challenging and overwhelming for anyone involved. My biggest concern is, and always will be, my children and their fragile hearts and minds. I will always do my best to try to protect them. My goal is to make sure they feel secure and safe and know that everything will be okay. 
She's she concluded this video with a cinnamon challenge eating contest <laughs> and uh, uh, a, uh, what's that? Savage. You know, the little TikTok dance or whatever. I think this is sad, but at the same time, it's like, hey, guess what? Your dad's a pig. I don't think I've actually cared less about a group of people. What? I, I genuinely couldn't you don't care. care about the raise. I couldn't care if he <laughs> fucked all of her TikTok followers. I genuinely don't care about any of these people. It does kind of suck because it's like Addison Ray gets so much shit because, you know, people are like TikTokers aren't celebrities. I don't think TikTokers are celebrities, but kids do because they're like on their phones all the time. So if they see like, you know, one of their like idols they look up to like i think addison was like a dancer she also like tried singing which was a bad thing addison ray was also in he's all that which is the reboot of she's all that that was on netflix I, I and if that. you want to watch a fucking train wreck of a show it's terrible but so good so good how terrible it is it was just good to see matthew lillard again what it was good to see matthew lillard again in the movie. Yeah, and why was he in there? We don't know, but we loved it. He yeah. was the best part of the whole thing, and he had a cameo. Yep. So just watch it. Um, but yeah, so she's also like Courtney Kardashian's best friend. Like that kind of shit. So everyone's like, why is she? She shows up to like the Met Gala. She doesn't get the theme right. You're just like, why are you here? You but know, I get that. When you're not like in like a celebrity clique, and you're just like, I'm famous for, you know, sticking out my tongue in public and waving my arms around like an inflatable balloon person outside of a Nissan dealership. But then your dad starts seeing those dollar signs roll in. Oh, he's going to look for some young puss. Yeah. You know, you know what TV show I would watch that sh that would also help keep these kids grounded. Huh? You put them in front of Brad Pitt and he has to guess their name. Oh God. How funny would that be? God, that would be a show I'd watch. Brad Pitt, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, Brad. Uh, pick out Addison Ray in this lineup. Um, I want to go home. I don't want to be here. Okay, Brad. That was fun. Credits roll. And then guess, guess what gets nominated for Best Reality Show next year at the Emmys? Brad Pitt, who are you? Hosted by Justin Martindale. God, make it happen! Okay. That's unfortunate for Addison Ray and her family. Um, but someone we're actually excited for in the marriage department is Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan finally got married uh, to Bader Shamas uh, over 4th of July weekend. Uh, everyone is so excited. They got married. Uh they were married at an intimate ceremony hours before the Mean Girls star turned 36. 36? Jesus, why am I 98 years old? But I look flawless. Oh, Lindsay Lohan's married. She let the cat out of the bag late Friday night. She also let the cocaine out of the bag uh, when she uploaded an image of herself and her love flashing big smiles and a caption she wrote, I'm the luckiest woman in the world. You found me and knew that I wanted to find happiness and grace. <coughs> All at the same time, I am stunned that you are my husband, my life, and my everything. I mean, look how cute they look. I'm happy for her. 
I'm very excited. Like, she looks happy. God, her veneers are great. She showed off her engagement ring last November. Um, she captioned it, my love, my life, my family, my future. She met the Kuwait-born financier in Dubai. She's been living in Dubai. Uh, and what does he do? He attended the University of Tampa and University of South Florida. Oh, God. Uh, studying mechanical engineering and finance. So that's good. We'll let him we'll let him be educated in Florida. So very, very excited for Lindsay Lohan. Um, I would like to see her on the Real Housewives of Dubai. That's the thing, John. Okay. I yeah. you saw how I was looking at you. I didn't I know, know if that was a joke. I said thing. Real Housewives of Dubai and he just looked at me and pissed a little. Yeah. He's like, What? Um But yeah, I'm very happy for Lindsay. She's had a rough She's had a rough decade. She has her movie deal with Netflix coming out soon. We're very excited for that. Um, but this was very exciting over the weekend. This was all over my Instagram page. Um, the Balenciaga Fashion Show, if you are not familiar, uh, Paris Fashion Week was happening. Um, and everybody, everybody was there. Every star imaginable was at Paris Fashion Week. But... This clothes, it was very intimate um, fashion show. It literally just had a door and like people walked down a tiny hallway and then just looped around and that was it because a lot of the fashion was, it looked impossible to wear. But this was the Balenciaga fashion show, Haute Couture Week, and stars made headlines and such stars included Nicole Kidman. Now, this article starts off with something that I completely disagree with. It says Nicole Kidman is now a catwalk queen. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> the Oscar winner was one of the surprise models. There was actually several of them, Kim Kardashian, Dua Lipa, and Selling Sunset star Christine Quinn. Uh we're at the Balenciaga Couture Show in Paris on July 6th. Nicole Kidman documented her experience in a series of Instagram posts uh, about the possibility of falling on the runway. Um, Naomi Campbell was also there, but my God, of course. And she was also there with her music superstar husband, who also looks like Nicole Kidman, Keith Urban. <laughs> so if you haven't seen this, uh, Instagram video or any of the clips, Kim Kardashian, who's not a supermodel. Sorry, I fell asleep there for a second. <laughs> Jury duty and Kim Kardashian. It just wears me out. Kim Kardashian shows up, obviously, for content for season two of what else? Their show. Um, she's walking out there. She can't walk for shit. Sorry, she can't. Like, I mean, she, her face was pretty, but it was just like, why? Like I, you could see like, um, um, law Roach, the, the incredible stylist. He styled, uh, uh, Zendaya. He styled Tiffany Haddish. He styled, um, uh, I mean, my God, I can't even, um, God, I'm trying to remember who else he styled that. I wish I could help you, bud. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. He, he, uh, I, I do not. He's a judge on Legendary on HBO Max. Um, uh, Leslie Jones has worked with him. She was on this season. He's he's styled some of the hottest up and coming Hollywood stars and starlets, and 
you see him just looking in dismay. Like he is just like, why are these bitches here? And then Nicole Kidman walks out looking like a baked potato in like aluminum foil, like this aluminum foil dress. She is snatched and like rail thin. And she, she looks like, she looks like a Stepford wife. She's just like slowly like a robot, just coming out, trying to not fall. She has that look. She has that weird Ramona singer, like, she doesn't want to fall down the runway. And then Dua Lipa comes out and everyone's just like, okay, there it is. And then Naomi Campbell came out and everyone's like, all right, there it is. But if you haven't watched it, you have to watch this. I'm just so over like, like celebrities just being like, oh, I, I'm going to model in this show. Like I want, I need, mo- I want models. Stay in your lane. You could be an actor and a singer. That's it. I don't want actor, singer, model. It's too much. It's too much. Stick to your resume. And speaking of resumes, this woman has quite the resume. It's not an episode of Just Saying without some weird fucking, what do we call it? A headline? fart story. Huh? We can call it a headline, but it's a fart story. I, I feel you like have we- to have a fart story on Just Saying. I mean, it's just the week, we're here to entertain you on your your commutes around town or like, you know, while you're folding laundry and it's not a show without a good fart story or like body fluids or, or just something gross. We need a gross, just a gross, like, uh, to let you know what you're doing in life is great. You're doing a great job, Susan. Keep up the good work. Um, this Brazilian influencer ended up in a wheelchair. Why? Oh, I'll tell you why. Because she held her farts for too long. Brazilian influencer V-Tube. <laughs> her last name's Tube. That's why her tube was tied. She couldn't fart. Whose real name is, oh, that's her alias, V-Tube. Uh, whose real name is Vitoria de Feliz Mors. Morias, sure, wants you to believe she ended up in a wheelchair because she held her farts for too long. She shared a picture of herself being pushed in a wheelchair through an airport in Portugal. She told her more than $23 million Instagram followers, that's a lot, that she was experiencing unbearable pain. The 21-year-old was hanging on, hanging out rather, with her reality star boyfriend at the Rock in Rio uh, music festival prior to the stomach pain. Fortunately for for her, the pain was nothing serious and turned out to be some trapped gas. She had been holding in her farts while hanging out with her boyfriend and ended up in a wheelchair. She shared the good news, quotes, <laughs> with her followers and tagged another sufferer of a trapped gas scare. Oh, she just outed this other bitch. <laughs> this other Brazilian singer, Poca. Like mother, like daughter, and I at the airport started to feel unbearable pain, and I was even put in a wheelchair, and it turned out to be gas. Laughter. I understand you, mummy Pocock. Oh, bitch. Okay. First of all, I love that this is news. And you're not going to get me to, like, check out this chick's music on Spotify. I don't care. Unless it's, like, unless it starts off with, like, a... Like, then I'll be like, oh, what was that? So... This other chick was hospitalized with trap gas earlier this year, and it said, get well to my daughter. Farting is serious. Um, 
so these ladies were sent to the hospital because they were afraid of farting in front of their boyfriends, which is real. I get that. There's like a threshold of time. When you start dating someone, you don't fart. I remember I, when I first started dating my boyfriend, I would excuse myself. <laughs> I also would like get out of bed in the middle of the <laughs> night to go fart. <laughs> but I feel like I'm not alone on this. I'm not alone on this as my stomach's like churning right now. I'm like, Ooh. but farting is real. It's real. And now I'm like at that point where we're comfortable and we call ourselves toots and snores because he'll snore and I'll toot. And sometimes sometimes it's very personal. This is my podcast and I'm sharing. Sometimes we wake each other up in the middle of the night. We'll be like, damn God. But I think that's, what's cute about a relationship. You don't want to, if your boyfriend or girlfriend like makes you like wheelchair bound because you can't fart in front of them, because what? You're a gross piece of trash. No, move on. You're better than that. Well, I think this woman's going to be a, a hero. I mean, if you fart with, within the first week of dating someone, you could say, listen, this woman held it in. She tried to impress her boyfriend, ended up in a wheelchair. Do you want me in a wheelchair or do you want me to fart? But plus, these were also like Brazilian girls. Is this her? Like, can we see her picture? Yeah. Uh, mm. I don't even know what you're thinking about right now looking at this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like she I mean, she's pretty, but I, she wasn't like what I was thinking of, like Brazilian. Like, yeah. usually I think of like, like, I mean, she's she's a beautiful girl. Don't get me wrong. But like, I was thinking like, you know, Brazilian, like vixen, like. Long brunette hair. No, but those, those don't fart ever. Never farts. No. This chick farts. She farts. This girl. This girl looks like a like. This girl looks like she holds it down at like a Buffalo Wild Wings. She she fart. She has enough gas in her that she actually couldn't stand up anymore. That sounds awful. Yeah, she had to be put in a wheelchair and pushed around. That's a lot of gas. I don't even want to know what that feels like. Oh, there it is. That's okay, yeah. This looks like a girl who farts. Yeah. This looks like Annie Letterman's pen pal in Brazil. <laughs> right? Like yeah. Annie Letterman knows this girl like yeah. in in Brazil. Like I don't I don't even know like what like I know I I think we've all experienced this where you're like walking or you know in motion and all of a sudden your stomach's like nope you gotta get this out now and you're like there's not a bathroom around and you're like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna oh god very maya rudolph and bridesmaids where you're like oh oh god it's happening that feeling sucks i don't uh, agree with it but i'm glad she kind of finally got the balls to um fake needing a wheelchair to, to, <laughs> for being so brave for, for being a brave person to be like, guys, you need to fart or you're going to end up like me in a wheelchair. <laughs> Public service announcement. Don't be a crapple, which is, you know, a mix of a person in a wheelchair and someone who has to take a shit. A crapple. Yeah, there you go. 
Now, we're ending this podcast with some good news. I think I also think this is hilarious. This showed up in my feed and I just had to I just had to like read it to you guys because I just thought it was such a funny joke. Nutter butter, which I love nutter butters. As like a kid, it was like an after school snack. I loved it. It's like the peanut, you know, they're like peanut cookies with the peanut butter in the middle of them. Yes. Uh, This is the latest company to trend on social media after making a dirty joke in an attempt to promote its brand. I'm already here for it. If you didn't hear this story, get ready. Home to its signature peanut butter cookie, Nutter Butter, took to Twitter to unleash a tweet to unleash. What a great word. Unleash. Ah! Uh, unleash a tweet that read, N is for the way you nut at me. <laughs> that was Unleash. Now, this was clearly a joke that they were trying to spell, you know, the song Love by, is that Frank Sinatra? Sure. L is for the way you look at me. But N is for the way you nut at me was the tweet. The tweet circulated on social media as several users poked fun at the little dirty joke. Um, They said it was creative marketing, (laughs) Um, but the social media rapid response team, 10 interns and a janitor um, had to get on a whiteboard to come up with a better slogan. They scrawled mysterious equations on a, on a world board, a whiteboard, sorry, a world board. The CEO personally clicked tweet on the Twitter. Uh, one Twitter user joke. Meanwhile, another person joked that the tweet would lead a Republican to ban Nutter Butter. <laughs> well done. Well, another admitted they expected this behavior from planters peanuts, but not Nutter Butter. Um, you know what? That is called marketing, my friends. And you know what we're doing? Talking about Nutter Butters, which we probably have not talked about ever. But I have to say, we can't talk about Nut without a pregnant woman <laughs> who got a ticket for driving in the HOV lane in Texas. This is my weekly hero. I heard this story and I was like, you go, bitch. Uh, She had a ticket in the HOV lane. She says her fetus was her passenger. This is such a great story. Brandy uh, Batone, I hope I'm saying that right, was driving in the HOV lane, meant for at least two people per vehicle in Dallas, Texas, two weeks ago when she was pulled over by police. The officer noted there didn't seem to be anyone else in the car, but Batone had a retort. She was 34 weeks pregnant. He said, is there anybody else in the car? And looking around, I said, yes, there is, officer. And he said, well, where? And I pointed to my stomach. And I was like, right here, you son of a bitch. She told CNN on Sunday. He said, well, it's two bodies outside of the body, so that doesn't count. I was kind of in shock, and I was like, well, in light of everything that's happened, and I'm not trying to make a huge political stance here, but do you understand that this is a baby? The interaction first reported by the Dallas Morning News came days after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled there is no federal right to abortion and declared abortion rights can be determined by each state. Texas, like other states led by conservative officials, had pushed to restrict abortion and has defined a fetus or unborn baby as a person. Now, 
If we're talking about a fetus being a person, there's a lot of other rights that attach to being a person that will be litigated in the courts, such as does my fetus qualify for a tax deduction? Does my fetus qualify for citizenship? Does my fetus qualify for child support? She said there are all these issues that are going to be raised and probably litigated in the courts. I applaud this woman. I think it's such a little F you. And go, go, girl. There's a heartbeat in there. That's a person. Baby on board. I think it's so great. I want to know if she got the ticket. I don't know if we know. Oh, she didn't convince the offers. He gave her a fucking ticket. Oh, yeah, but she's, I think she's fighting it in court. She better fight it in court. That's bullshit. I want to see. That's a jury duty. I would that's wanna... the jury duty I should have been on. Sorry, I'm just screaming now. <laughs> he brushed me off like a like a a, a bread cattle <laughs> and asked me to go to the other officer to get my citation. Honestly, if you go and fight this, I'm sure it'll get dropped. I hope she does. That boy, my, oh, here she, oh, she's getting pissed. This is a Dallas, Texas woman just getting pissed. P-I-Y-A-A-S-S-E-D. Pissed. I am pissed off. That boiled my blood. That not only did I get dismissed and didn't have a conversation about it, but I also now just wasted my time, and I'm going to have to waste my time July 20th fighting a ticket that I feel I shouldn't have gotten. Gotten's not a word. I learned that in the Texas education system. That's not really why I made the stance that I did. It just didn't make sense to me why two different laws were not speaking the correct way. Uh, the Dallas County Sheriff and the Texas Department of Transportation did not immediately respond to requests to comment. And they won't. And they won't. That's the jury duty I wish I was on. Yeah. Her body, her lane. <laughs> Stay in your own lane. I think that's the what we learned a lot from this. Stay in your own lane. If you're going to be a model, be a model. If you're going to be an actor, actress, be an actor, actress. But you got to stay in your lane. If you're a pregnant woman with a litter of puppies in your belly, you know what? I just thought of this. We're going to go back to the Brazilian Instagram girl who was holding in her farts. What if she drove in the HOV lane and she was like, I have to get to hospital. I'm going to explode. I don't fart. I can't fart in front of my boyfriend. And they're like, oh, she's hot. Let her go. I bet she would have gotten out of a ticket before the lady who was actually pregnant. Would the woman who, have, who has gas, the Instagram model with how many, 25 million followers, would the lady with 25 million Instagram followers who has the farts get away with getting a ticket over the actual lady in Dallas who's pregnant with a baby. Absolutely. In, in right? Texas, in Texas, farts are considered life. And you know that cop? What if that cop was a fucking perv? Yeah. He's like, you can just fart. I won't say anything. I mean, I, I assure you she would have gotten off. It's okay, ma'am. You can fart in front of me. I won't say anything. Because this is the thing. We have these guys who now, like, pay for bottled up farts. $200 a jar. Ladies, stop farting. Stop being afraid to fart in front of your man. Don't don't feed your men fart fantasies. 
This went off the rails. That needs to be Lato's new song, Big Fart Energy. <laughs> and just a whole bunch of girls, and they're just like, like just farting. That's, yes. And don't bottle them up and don't sell your farts because men are gross. <sighs> Fart. That's not, that's the motto of the story. Just fart. It'll be okay. Gotta do it. Just fart. Spin that record, babe. Da 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 da. Just fart. All right. I got to get out of here. I want to thank again our sponsor, BetterHelp. Go to CozyEarth.com. Remember, shop, put in that promo code 40Justin for 40% off your final order. Go to Amazon Prime today, tomorrow. It's Prime Day. Get excited. And as always, thank you guys so much. Thank you to John over here in the studio. We will see you next time on another fun-filled episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. See you guys later. 